All right, a lot of people going to auctions this weekend, and they all want to know from the real estate agent, what is the reserve? We're going to give you some auction facts, tips, and tricks. Stay tuned. Oh, goodness gracious me. Good morning, guys. Um, we are going to give you some good little tips this morning. And also, we want to talk about what is an auction reserve. Um, it, it might seem like an obvious thing for a real estate agent, but obviously, it's uh, it, it's not obvious to um, prospective buyers who ask agents often, what is the reserve price? What do we do with that question, Mark? I can't ask that question. You can't ask that question, We can't tell you that answer. No, no, no. You can't. No, that's, that's the right. the whole purpose of the whole auction. It's the crux. Yeah, it is. So what's a reserve price, guys? Um, a reserve price is the minimum amount a vendor will sell for at auction. Let me say that again. It's the minimum price a vendor will sell for at auction. It is a confidential price that is only known between the agent, the auctioneer and the vendor. Confidential. So, um, you know, we can never ever disclose what that reserve price is. Now, often during a campaign, you will see things like auction guide. Um, that auction guide price is there to guide you. And I always say to buyers, we always have on hand market our open homes, recent sales or comparable sales to a property that also can assist the buyer to be able to understand where the value may sit in the current market for a particular property. Now, I can understand a buyer uh, thinking it's the same thing, the auction guide and the reserve price. It's actually not. No. So the auction guide. That's a really, really important. That's a really important point. Yeah, and I can see it, you know, like just in the language, like it's all same, same. But yeah. the auction guide is there based upon um, where the owner and the agent see fair value for the property based on sales in the area. So based on the sales in the area, the guide for this property is X. Come reserve price setting. So the reserves normally set a day prior. It can be set the same day as the auction, an hour before, a day before, three days before, yeah. but generally a day before. And that reserve price set, um, the agent sits down with the seller or the sellers, um, goes through all of the feedback through the campaign. Sometimes if there's been offers, they talk about the offers. Um, and then they'll set that reserve price down based upon the response. So the agent will make a suggestion, say, based on the response, I yeah. think this will be a fair yeah. and reasonable reserve price. <clears throat> At that point, a vendor may agree or disagree. Uh, now, it is a vendor's final decision as to where they'd like to set that reserve. That's right. Sometimes they surprise the agent low. Sometimes they surprise the, surprise the agent high. Um, but... You know, the agent's duty is to report back that feedback from the campaign, good or bad, and say, look, this is where I think it's a little bit of pinning the tail on the donkey. 
Yeah, it is. Now, I'll tell you where I see things go a little bit pear-shaped with these auction campaigns. And as Mark just mentioned, we as agents sit with our vendors and explain to them that this is the um, potential bidders that may be coming along on the day. I always go through, these are our hot potential bidders that may come along. These are our warm potential bidders. And these guys are out for these reasons. And then we'll discuss pricing. Where does the market see value in the property? And what has the feedback been throughout the campaign? And there's a whole lot of things that we look at. We also look at data. So I will pull all sorts of reports and go through all of those with my vendors as well, um, because that also paints a picture. Now, where I see things go a little bit pear-shaped is when a vendor thinks it could be a good idea to set the reserve nice and high in the hope that they're going to get more money on the auction floor on the day. I actually had a situation like this a few weeks ago at an auction. Um, I was given a reserve letter just a few hours prior to the auction actually, which can be tricky because it doesn't leave a huge amount of room for us to be able to go through um, conversations and strategy then with vendors. But a vendor had given me, Mark, a, um, a reserve letter and I was like, oh, this is definitely not taking into account all the feedback that I've been giving you throughout the campaign. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, but we, um, what, what we're going to do is we may look at um, changing the reserve, let the reserve price and bringing it down during the auction if something happens with the bidding. Now, guys, understand, first of all, you can amend a reserve price down during an auction. You cannot bring the auction price up during an auction. But the reserve, 10 minutes... Reserve price? Yeah. Sure can. Reserve, oh, can you? No. no. On the fly. As long as the hammer... Up. Yes. As long, stop, as I never long knew as, that. As long as the hammer hasn't fallen, the owner can run in and say, stop, 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 and say, and grab the auctioneer and say, I want it up. I actually mm, never knew that. Not, well, we've never seen Are it. Are you sure it about it that? It doesn't happen, yeah. Are you sure about that? 100%. Okay. We'll come back to you on this one, guys. Um, Are you doubting me? Uh, just a conversation that I had. We'll come back to you on this one. Yeah. So, um, but, let, but understand, guys, every time we have to go and get instructions during an auction, you know when the auctioneer says, we're just going to get some vendor instructions, every time the agent needs to go away and get instructions from their vendor, the auction dies just a little bit. The momentum dies just a little bit. And what happened was we ended up, we had four bidders at this particular auction and we ended up losing two of them because we lost the momentum on the auction floor. It's open heart surgery. Yeah, it ended up, honestly, it ended up having an adverse effect on the auction. It's and like, I've seen that happen, Mark, many a time. It's like having open heart surgery. It is critical timing. It is a critical moment and it's beep. It literally is. You want to be on it all yep. the time and you don't want to, you know, any preparation you can put in before that auction, you put in before the auction. So it's a successful operation. Absolutely. Mm. So I always say to my vendors, please let me know what is the minimum amount that you will sell for on the day. You set that reserve wherever you like based on everything that I've given to you. But I also want you to let me know what's the minimum price you would sell for on the day. Um, so, and I've just had a discussion exactly. We, we've got quite a number of auctions happening tomorrow. So if you just tuned in, we're talking about 
the reserve price being given out to buyers and that question that buyers always ask is what's the reserve so if you're buyers out there and you're watching probably a better question instead of saying what's the reserve um, and these are people that are probably in the in the next in the couple days lead up they're interested they're keen they want to know how's it going mm. what are the good questions a buyer can ask instead of saying what is the reserve because we're not going to tell them the reserve um what's what what's the, uh, what is the other feedback that has been coming in on the property in terms of where do the other buyers see value in this property? That's a great one. Because at the end of the day, guys, understand, and I always say this to my clients, the market dictates, the buyers are the judges. You know, we're here to orchestrate the deal for a vendor and to ensure that we are getting the highest possible price for a property. But asking where do the other buyers see value? What have the other buyers been saying about the property? And another question, which is a real curly one, yep. um, the, a buyer will ask is how many people do you have on the day getting registered? Ah, they do. Now, with registrations so as well. The buyer's going to come up to, hey, Lisa, say it's Thursday, Friday, auction, Saturday. Hey, Lisa, do you have many people registered for the auction? What would be your response? Um, I'm not at liberty to disclose. I don't think that's acting in the best interest of my vendor. I don't disclose that. A lot of the time we don't even know because the registrations are on the day. Correct. So um, another one is you know, um, only, only people that register like one or two days prior would maybe be offshore because they're doing sort of you know the paperwork to make sure the paperwork's right for whoever's bidding on their behalf. Or if on someone's the day. bidding on their behalf. So that's yeah, you know, it's not really a guide, but that day is when people roll in and. Mr. Big comes with a cash. Um, contract amendments. How many contract amendments have been made? Guys, uh, uh, asking how many contracts have gone out in this day and age is not really um, a good indication as to how many bidders are going to come along on the day. A bit useless. <clears throat> Excuse me. And understand, as I said, in this day and age, we just literally, it's the click of a button and we send a contract out to people. Um, we used to have to print out hard copies and we'd have to, you know, go and quickly deliver them around that was a much better indication yep. but these days i find sometimes buyers don't even know why they're asking for a contract of sale yeah would you agree yeah it's somewhat well, of an indication the contracts but... 200 pages a lot of them are standardized pages and a buyer generally doesn't know the difference between one page to the next yeah uh, and if they do want to find out exactly what it all means they send it to a lawyer a lawyer may charge them a couple of hundred bucks so i think the big thing that um uh, you know, as a buyer, you, you know, what are the other quick, quick, clever questions that someone can ask in the days prior? So what we're suggesting is the question of what's the reserve when a buyer's asking. Have many uh, people replace asked... Replace it with the question of... Have many people asked for an extended settlement? So these can be somewhat, I guess, trick questions um, because, you know, an agent could turn around and say, yeah, no, we've had quite a few people ask and then you're going to know that there's quite a few people that are going to be coming along to that particular auction. Um, in terms of deposits as well, this is another one that comes up a lot. So a standard deposit on the day if you are the successful purchaser at an auction ordinarily is 10%. You can, however, request. These days, we see lots and lots of 5% deposits. Um, in fact, we probably see about 95% of 5% deposits as opposed to 10%. Yep. However, you can request any deposit you like. And if the vendor agrees, then that will be acceptable on the day. But you must have had those requested amendments 
put through your solicitor in preparation for the auction day. So don't just assume, guys, that you can come along with your one hundred thousand um, dollars deposit on the day. If it hasn't been approved, you're going to find yourself in a in a world of pain. So that is the reserve price letter chat um, Friday frenzy we do also talk about your week my week what happened it's a yep. bit of a loose bit of a looser session how's your week been yeah you sound a little bit flat you're tired a bit or something. nasally yeah a little, <laughs> a little bit flat this morning Mark. really yeah we went out last night for din dins didn't we we went out for dinner um so what's been happening this week okay a little bit more stock coming on um, appraisals actually have slowed down. I mean, my appraisal month is about 80 appraisals a month. Um, they've been a little bit slower, I've found, which is interesting. That is a lot of, that's a lot of appraisals. I do a lot of appraisals. World. Um, and, uh, some really good stock that launched number eight, Farnell Street in Curlcurl. You guys would have seen this magnificent property all over my social media that launched this week. That's one of the Northern Beaches best properties. We had a very busy open home there on Wednesday. Um, we are going to be holding another open home this coming Saturday. I do just want to talk about that property for a moment, actually, Mark, eight sure, Farnell isn't. Street in Curl Curl with the dual street access at 74 Carrington Parade in Curl Curl. Very unique, very, very um, tightly held stock. And it's really hard to get properties right along that beachfront there in Curl Curl. And then in addition to that, um, you've also got this phenomenal dual street access. Um, you've got these incredible views from every single level of this home that is completely kitted out. And make no mistake, people are still spending money on these premium homes, which always I... They certainly are. It seems like I find... Um, I think people have got to remember when they're trying to analyse property in this market, it's not about the actual area or like the suburb. It's not about the uh, property. Um, it's about the type of person that owns that property as to how they're going to respond with their money in a tighter interest rate period market with rates going up. Yeah. So where I'm going with this is if you're trying to work out what a segment of your property market's doing, work out the type of people that own those properties. If they're long-term people, if they're generally well insulated. If they're short-term financially people, it could be a bit stuffed. So there are belts in Sydney where people are living from week to yeah. week. Those types of people, I think you'll see those properties suffer. And there are belts in Sydney where people are living from five years to five years. They're much longer term thinkers, better uh, strategy wise. And I think you see those markets actually the same or doing better. Yeah. So a lot of parts of Sydney, there's been some huge sale and everyone's like, going, I don't get it. I just don't get it's it. It's so true. You know, there are so many micro markets at the moment and often, um, you know, we'll see Tom Panos who will report on, um, you know, a lot of stock coming on in certain areas and then we'll be looking at an area that we're in on the Northern Beaches just going, I don't understand, there's just not a lot of stock where our stock levels are so low and it's exactly what Mark was saying, you know, different different people, different areas, different mindsets, yeah. um, long-term thinkers, short-term thinkers, there's a whole lot that goes into 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 that equation you look at an area like the eastern suburbs um you know it's so hard for buyers to buy these very very premium homes 
and that's why they're paying these exorbitant prices for them. We've been hearing about these 40, 50, 60 million dollar sales and not one. There's been, you know, probably a dozen of them now. Interesting. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Um, thank you, Michelle, for always tuning in and always for your lovely comments as well. Um, really busy day tomorrow. I think we've got one of the busiest, for me, one of the busiest days I've ever had in real estate. Um, we've got three auctions. We've got that beautiful property on Kirkall Beachfront um, showcasing for the first time on a Saturday and um, about nine other open homes as well. So I think we start at about 6am tomorrow morning, uh, my team, and we'll finish up tomorrow night at about 8pm if we're lucky. It'll be a getting a good night's sleep good tonight. Stock Phenomenal. And yes. stock levels are, and you know what, I love my numbers. Yeah. Realestate.com got down to 460 properties. Yep. This week, 505. 528, I think. No, I went yesterday. 505. Uh, don't make no. me look again, Mark. Don't make me look again. Um, so I think stock levels, I read somewhere across the board, guys, stock levels were up by about 10%. So what I reckon has happened is the weather's really warm and everyone always likes to wait for spring. FYI, the seasons have absolutely nothing to do with property values. Um, that's a conversation for another segment. Just going to do this because Lisa's going to apologise. <laughs> what, what does that number say, we Lisa? See, we can't see. Can't see. Can't see. Just read it out. Um, oh, but you screenshot it. Sorry, is that a screenshot? Yeah. Just hang on a sec, guys. Mark, keep it. talking just while I, I have a look. I screenshot it yesterday at 8.33 in the morning and it was 500 okay. and, and four properties. So just it's pretty interesting, me. the market. That's 10% more oh, properties on the market sorry, in a week. I'll just get an apology from Mark. There's 530 properties across the Northern Beaches as of today. There we go. Just let me show you guys up. 530. Um, so there we go. Probably. Sorry, I'm waiting for the apology. Um, so properties, guys, a lot more stock has come in. Um, I've had a lot of vendors. In fact, I'm signing up a listing. I just got the go-ahead on it this morning. A vendor that was going to come on at the end of August. And um, they've decided that they're going to launch the property now within the next week. So I think this is the spring selling season now. That's what I think over the next couple of weeks. It'd be interesting to see what actually does happen in spring, given that it's all been fast forwarded. There we go. Mark's a Leo. Um, I love Leos. My dad was a Leo. and um, But they really, they, they don't love to be proven wrong. Or Mark doesn't. I don't know if it's a Leo thing. All right, guys. I think that is a show. I think that's a show. Excited for the weekend ahead. Enjoy the beautiful weather, guys. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate the support. You beat me on data. I did. Times have changed. <laughs> <laughs>